morning and welcome to church. Thank you for joining us um, this morning. We live in a strange world and we have seen this week, um, last week, how our, our lives were impacted by, by strange, crazy things that happened in South Africa. How people looted, destroyed property, how our lives were lost, how people, people stole and just took things that didn't belong to them, burnt trucks, disrupted life. It's, it's crazy when you think of that. And, and the whole time as Christians, we need to ask ourselves, what is the correct Christian response on this? What was, must we do? If we bring it closer to home, um, from next week on, the lockdown is going to be eased. Uh, what do we do with that? How are we going to live in a new way? Or how are we going to go back to our old way of life? What to do? What's the good Christian response to that? I honestly think, honestly believe that the most important thing that we can do is to pray. Um, I really think that we don't pray enough. We can pray much more, much more regular. Everyone can pray. It's really not difficult to pray. It's interesting if you look at what the Jews did throughout the history in the Old Testament when when they were in all kinds of different situations, they would go back to the temple where they believed God was. And they would go back to Him to pray, to worship. And maybe, maybe that's why I did this series from the Pilgrim Psalms, because in my own life, I know how important it is to open my heart for the Lord to work to come into His presence, to open myself up for His Spirit. Um, and, and maybe that's exactly the reaction that we as Christians need in this time. We must start to pray. So let's just bow our heads and pray together. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we may come this morning into your uh, into your holy presence, that we know you are here, that you are the God who loves us, the God who have mercy on us, the God who saved us, the God who protect us, the God who are with each one of us. This morning we want to pray for South Africa. We want to pray for peace, Lord Jesus. We want to pray for justice, Lord Jesus. We want to pray for mercy. You know what, what makes people do these kind of crazy things. You know the struggle people are going through. You know the suffering people are going through. Oh Jesus and everyone that life was, was impacted in a way about through what happened past week. I want to pray for them. I want to pray for families. I want to pray for mothers. I want to pray for people that don't have work anymore, for people that lost their possessions, for people that don't know what the future holds. I want to pray for the leaders, Lord Jesus, that you will give them wisdom and courage to act. I want to pray for our security services. Um, Lord Jesus, I want to pray for every person that's life was being impacted by, by all the staggery that took place. Thank you for everyone that's listening. 
thank you that you are our God, that you love us and that our lives is in your hands and that we can trust you with our world. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from Psalm 123. I'm going to use the message this morning. Um, Psalm 123. Um, I look to you, heaven-dwelling God. Look up to you for help. Like servants alert to their master's commands, like a maiden attending a lady, we're watching and waiting, holding our breath, awaiting your word of mercy. Mercy, God. Mercy. We've been kicked around long enough, kicked in the teeth by complacent rich men, kicked when we were down by arrogant brutes. Our fourth prayer in the series is the prayer, Lord, have mercy so that we can be merciful. Um, the, whole, the whole message of Psalm 123 is that we are servants of God. And that to be, to be a servant of God, it starts with us understanding that God has mercy for each one of us. Um, this psalm was, was written during a time when, when the Jews were in exile, when, when, when a whole lot of them were actually slaves, where they had to serve strange and difficult masters. And, and if you know something about the life of a slave, a slave can't make any decision about anything. They can't choose to serve, when to serve, how to serve. Uh, a slave in those times did what his owner, his master told him to do, to work, to sleep, to eat. You've got no choice or nothing. Unfortunately, throughout history, there was a pattern that slave owners, slave masters were merciless, were hard, cold, were cruel. And now we read in Psalm 123 that, that the writer of this psalm says, but the Lord is our master. And not what Lord, listen to verse 1, it says, I look to you. Heaven-dwelling God. We've got a God who looks down from heaven and sees everything that's happening in our lives, everything around us. We've got a God that sits in heaven and He thinks of us. Remember when Jesus came to earth, He, he, he taught His disciples how to pray and he, he said to them, If you pray, pray like this, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And when Jesus came to earth, he brought God down to earth to live amongst us. For us to understand that God isn't far away. God is here. God is living amongst. God is in our lives. God is in charge. He didn't lose control. He, he, he knows of everything that's happening with us, that's happening in our world. And, and sorry, we must almost remember that 
it is this God we serve. It's not the other way around. God is not in our service. Um, God is not the one that must give us what we want and what we ask and, and act on our commands. He's God. He's in charge. We are his servants. And if we believe that he's that, we believe that he already knows the situation we find ourselves in. He knows of everything that happened in South Africa. He knows of everything that's happening in the UK at this moment. And he is with us. That's amazing. And now he comes and he asks us to pray to him because we trust him for who he is. Normally, masters are cruel. I said it earlier. But this master is different. Why, why do I say that? Go back to the text. It says, um, we're watching and waiting, holding our breath, awaiting your word of mercy. Mercy, God. Mercy. Here is a God that's merciful. Our master is merciful. This is Psalm says that what we want most is for God's mercy upon our lives, for God's grace upon our lives. It says we are watching, waiting, holding our breath, awaiting your word of mercy. Maybe that's what we need the most, God's mercy. Um, mercy is an interesting word. It means someone is kneeling down and taking care of you. That's what mercy is. So this God, high almighty God on his throne in heaven, kneels down next to us and takes care of us. Take care of us. That's what mercy is. It's almost almost the same picture you can you can get in in, in, in your mind of, of of a father and mother that's kneeling down next to a child that fell off a bicycle. It's that picture. It's God that kneels down at each one of us after we have fallen down. We have hurt ourselves. We got injured. That's what God does. That's mercy. And that is where our service starts. If we realize our, we are serving a merciful God, we, we are serving a God that doesn't mind kneeling down and, and have mercy and grace on us. That's why we serve. If you just think a little while. Just go back to the last time you have experienced God's mercy in your life. When was that? What did he do? And if you are honest this morning, what do you need most from God? Maybe, maybe your prayer this morning is merciful God, kneel down, help me up. I've fallen down. I've hurt myself. I'm alone. I'm scared. Merciful God. 
And then the second thing that this psalm wants to teach us, the first thing is that we serve a merciful God. The second thing is that my service to him got to lead to service to other people as well. There's an interesting movement taking place in this psalm. If we can go back, back to the text, it says, I look to you, heaven dwelling God, I look up to you for help. And then he says, we're watching, waiting, holding our breath. I am looking up, but I'm here together with other people. And together we're looking up. I'm not on my own. I'm, I'm among people that need your mercy. We are here together in front of your throne. Maybe it's something we miss in lockdown. Maybe we've been too long on our own. Maybe we tried to serve the Lord too long on our own. Maybe, maybe that's the reason this psalm resonates with us this morning. We, we need to stand in front of the Lord's throne together with other people. But the important point is we, we, we serve the Lord because of His mercy. But that, exactly that, challenges us to be merciful towards others. We must kneel down when someone got hurt, when someone fell on the bike, where there's pain and heartache, where people are afraid, worried. We need to be there. We need to have mercy. And you know what? It's easy to preach about God's mercy. And it's nice to hear the fact that God is merciful on us and He will listen to our prayers and He will protect us. The difficult thing is, the dangerous thing is that we stop there. Because in our Christian life, if we look at our Christian response, we've got to give an extra step towards another direction we must take a step in another direction and ask ourselves for whom do we have mercy and i i honestly believe the lord is putting this on my heart to share this with you this morning it's so easy to have mercy for people that's good to us, our friends, our family, even our, our um, friends from church. But it's much more difficult to have mercy with people that hurts us, people that it's not our friends, people that's our enemies. If you look at Psalm 123, it says, second part of the psalm, we've been kicked around long enough, kicked in the teeth by complacent rich men, kicked when we were down by arrogant brutes. There's people in our lives that don't deserve mercy. There's people in our life that's doing things that's hurting other people. And it's so easy to come and say, Lord, I can't have mercy on them. I, I, can't, I can't have mercy. Mercy on people that are injuring me, that are hurting me, that are killing my friends, burning down buildings, destroying livelihoods. Can't have mercy with them. 
I believe that as Christians, we've got to be the providers of mercy. If we believe that the Lord is a heaven-dwelling Father that knows everything, that has all power, that's with us, that will protect us, one we can trust, why can't we trust Him with this? Why is it so difficult for us to have mercy? To have grace for other people. Why do we need to be right all the time? Why do we need our life to be the center of everything? Do you believe that God has mercy with you? Do you believe that your faith is through grace? Undeserved? Do you believe that the Lord loves you unconditionally? Then we don't have another choice but to have mercy. Interesting if we look at scripture in Galatians, when Paul is writing about the same things, he says, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, listen to this. He says, Christ has set us free to live a free life, so take your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. He's writing about service and slavery. Then listen, he says, It is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, rather use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's the challenge. The Bible tells us Jesus frees us. The Bible tells us that because of that we can't live any way we like. The Bible tells us that we need to live like Jesus. And if he had grace with people, we had to need grace. And if he has mercy on people, we need to have mercy on people. That's how we want to be served. We serve God the best through the mercy and grace we have for other people. Mother Teresa once said, three things in human life is important. The first thing is to be kind. The second thing is to be kind. The third thing is to be kind. We, we, we're not supposed to supposed to be people that stands with hands opening only ready to receive we can't be we can't be a church like that we can't be people that just want the whole time just want to gather stuff and, and just pray to get stuff from God we can't be like that we're not supposed to be like that I've seen it in lockdown, how many people has given so much of themselves, so much of their time and energy, um, small group leaders, um, Sunday school teachers, uh, our worship teams, how people just kept on giving. And, and have you ever wondered if anyone gave something back to them? You see, that's kind of a problem attitude we have about it's all about me and what I can get. And that's why it's, it's so important that we hear this message this morning that challenges us to say, wow, 
God has been merciful on you. Have mercy on others. That's my prayer. That's my prayer for you. That you will experience God's mercy in an amazing way throughout this week. And that you will have mercy on the people around you, on your friends, on your enemies, on the people who hurt you, on the people who took from you. That people will see God's mercy in the way you treat them and you make them feel. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you that you are a merciful God. And that you have given us so much mercy. We don't deserve your love. We don't deserve your grace, your forgiveness, your care. We don't deserve anything we ask for. We are totally in your hands. Thank you for your unconditional love. Thank you that you care for us. That our lives is in your hands. That you will protect us. Oh Jesus, I want to pray that you will work in our lives. And, and that you will use us in the world around us. In our families, among our friends. That, 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 we, will, that we will live out of this mercy. And that we will be merciful, Lord Jesus. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. We have an opportunity to bring our offerings. You see all the information down below. Thank you for everyone, everyone that's giving. Our birthdays this week, Mark Johnson's birthday is on the 19th. Mark, may you have an amazing day. I hope Alicia goes big on, on the cake. So, um, yeah. May it be a very special blessed day for you and your family. And nearly off on the near first birthdays on the 20th. Um, we have a picnic in the park next Sunday. Amazing opportunity to come together for the first time again as chats. Um, there's still a little bit of, no, there's still a lot of doubt about uh, masks and indoor meetings. So we have thought it wise to have a picnic in the park next Sunday in Greenwich Park. We'll send you a pin drop on Friday, exact location where we're going to meet. Um, so bring friends, bring family, bring some picnic food and blankets and chairs and gazebos and stuff to play with and come and spend time with us. It will be amazing, something to look forward to. I know there's some of you that live quite far off. Um, we are planning another meeting second Sunday in August. Uh, in a park up in North London. And we're looking at Trent Park at this stage, but we'll send you all the information in due time. But don't miss out. Come, come and join us. Come and have some fun with each one of us. The second important um, announcement is that we want to pray together as church for the situation in South Africa. So um, we want to invite you Sunday night at nine o'clock to come together in prayer. Um, if you want to pray together with your small group, uh, with your family, with friends, you're more than welcome. But please do pray. Even if you're still on your own, it doesn't matter. Pray. Um, 
we are sending this message through to the whole South African congregation so you can know 9 o'clock till 10 o'clock on Sunday night the whole of South African congregation is going to pray together for peace in South Africa. So please, please come and join us. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord shine his mercy upon you and give you peace for you to give and have mercy. Amen. Costs me everything. I'll obey.